Can you remember a time when you thought someone you disagreed with might actually be right? In the new podcast, You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen pose that question to guests like Paul Ryan, Al Gore, and Judy Woodruff. Come for the stories, stay for the substance and expert insights into some of the most challenging issues facing the country, including affordable housing, crime, and education. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available wherever you get your podcasts. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Come back! Rage! Sports Rage with Gabe Morency. Rage all you want. Oh, I've got rage. This is Sports Rage. I am Gabe Morency. The pips, the players, the hustlers. The people of Boston and everybody else in between. Just as we start right now, I see the Toronto Blue Jays and a Boston Celtic, uh, Boston um, Red Sox. Celtics, Red Sox, uh, Maple Leafs, Blue Jays. Uh, but the baseball highlights. And our boy, the Ranger Red at Camp Stewart, I call it the Toronto two-step. And it doesn't work out well, all right? And I said it. I said it before, and I was wrong. I said, um, I said, listen, if you bet on the Blue Jays and you bet on the Maple Leafs, you'll probably go one and one. All right? And you sort of won, you know, one of them will win, one of them will lose. Teams from Toronto never win on the same night. I've noticed this, but I've also I've noticed like other cities too. Like if you try those sort of parlays in the same city, it doesn't often end well. And Cam was like, tonight the Toronto two-step, I'm doing it, it's going to hit. And I'm just thinking it was the Toronto trap, the Toronto tornado, <laughs> the Toronto tragedy. <laughs> I, I can go on. I'm going to think of, of a bunch of them for tomorrow, and I'm going to bring them up to Cam. But uh, he should be used to this as a Maple Leaf fan and the stress that's involved. But the Blue Jays, man, what's this third third loss in a row for the for the Blue Jays? And second loss in a row that I bet on them, actually. I've had them in both games against Boston. Not a fan um, of losing. I was a fan of Arsenal today, Matthias. I don't know if you saw Arsenal and, uh, and uh, Chelsea, if you got in on this. Arsenal won rather easily. They were up 3-0. They ended up hanging on for a 3-1 win. They, they're now back in first place. But Man City, Man City right now are two points behind, and they have two games in hand. We've got a lot of problems uh, here, even though Arsenal are in, technically in first place right now. That was a big win. Uh, Man City play West Ham, Leeds United, Everton, Chelsea. Chelsea suck. Uh, Brighton, Brentford. Um. I think my Arsenal bet's in a lot of trouble, Matthias. We need Man City to slip up somewhere along the way here. You know what, Gabe? It's possible. Maybe it's that's possible. I, I see them, bro. That big game. Against I see two games. Maybe that'll stumble them. I see two games where they could lose. Obviously, they could lose on the road at my Toffees. Come on now. You know that the Toffees always pull up big upsets at the end of the season. Let's but, go. you know, jokes aside, it's the Brighton game, Gabe. That, jokes aside, it's the Brighton game on the 24th of May at Brighton, at Amex Stadium. That is the game where Man City could lose. That is the game where Brighton can step up and actually win that game, and that could be the cherry on top to their fantastic season. This is one of the best seasons Brighton has ever had, and it wouldn't surprise me if they top off their season with a win against Man City at home. It's it is possible. Don't get me wrong. That that is possible. Even if they stumble and get a draw or two along the way, that could open up things for Arsenal, right? I mean, Arsenal are there. Arsenal can handle their business. It's too bad they stumbled like they did and they lost the head-to-head matchup, but it's crazy because I should have cashed out. I did this thing with the Australian Open. That's long uh, how long I've had this. <laughs> I don't know why I didn't cash out before. I could have cashed out like big time at one point, and I, I didn't. And here we are right now. Now they're offering me like forty-two dollars. 
So I have no choice but to hang on to try to get the nickel or 600 or as more. I think it's like 800. The gunners will always let you down. The late night anger management class. This is Sports Rage. I am Gabriel Morenci. The craziness continues, and I'm not talking about the show. The late night anger management class. This is Sports Rage. Sports Grid Radio Network, Sirius XM Channel 159. Shout out to all of our AM radio affiliates. Um, what another wild night of action. Let's start off on the hardwood. Anthony Davis goes off 30 points, 23 rebounds, five assists, four uh, blocks. Say what? AD, street close. Uh, AD delivered. Uh, to, I don't care what AD uh, wears. AD delivered uh, tonight. LeBron James and the Lakers get the outright W. They're three wins away from the Western Conference Finals. Uh, but the Golden State Warriors are used to battles. They're used to stress. They're used to long series. And it uh, looks like we're going to have a hell of a series on our hands. And we got a hell of a series going on. Even though, like, the East, like, the Eastern, like, that Miami, Miami, New York, that really is sort of like the, um, I don't know, that's like the Big East, Matt. That's like the, the not even the Big East, sort of like the Mac or something, <laughs> like, before the big games, you know what I mean? It's like, oh, yeah, yeah, and then the Heat and Knicks are playing. But it's a pretty big deal in New York, let me tell you. And uh, it's been a long time since the New York Knicks have been into the second round of winning basketball games, and they won a basketball game tonight. Jalen Brunson uh, goes off, becomes the first player since Carmelo Anthony to score 30 or more at MSG in a playoff game in 10 years. Jimmy Butler didn't play. I would expect Jimmy Butler to play on Saturday. And that's why I think, listen, if this was a must-win situation for the Heat, I bet you Jimmy Butler would have been out there. Jimmy Butler would play if he had a bullet in his leg. We can call out a lot of players for being soft, and there's a lot of comparisons. Oh, our hockey players are so tough, and and um, NBA players are soft ass, like um, wuss bags, <laughs> or whatever term uh, for our family networks that we're looking for here. But Jimmy Butler's not one of them. Uh, like Jim, Jimmy Butler's as tough as they come, and you know, with the, the way the series is stretched out, it's ridiculous. How the hell can you play Sunday, Tuesday, and then Saturday again? Like really? Right, you got NHL teams. These guys are like lacing them up and getting out there. They're taking pucks to the face and like they're getting cut up with like skates to the face. And they're playing every 48 hours. Do or die. Let's go. Steve Merrill will step up and in. We'll talk some Major League Baseball NBA playoffs. The late night anger management class. This is Fortridge. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms. And producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. You might be right. It's simple, but something you almost never hear in politics today, with each side more concerned about scoring political points than solving problems. I'm Bill Haslam, a Republican. And I'm Phil Bredesen, a Democrat. We're former Tennessee governors, and we invite you to listen to our podcast, You Might Be Right. Join us and guests like Al Gore, Paul Ryan, Judy Woodruff, as we take on important issues facing our country. Listen and subscribe to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling.
The Twisted Tuesday continues. This is Sports Rage. I am Gabriel Moranzi, the pimps, the players, the hustlers, the people of Boston, and everybody else in between. Let's do this thing. Steve Merrill steps up and in. Wagertalk.com in the house. We'll hit the NBA playoffs in a couple of moments. Let's uh, start off on the Major League of Baseball Diamond uh, with Steve. Steve, always a pleasure. Thanks a lot for taking the time to be with us uh, tonight. We had the two best teams in baseball, and it's crazy to say this a full month into the season, but the Pittsburgh Pirates and the Tampa Bay race uh, went head-to-head uh, this evening. I did like Tampa uh, tonight, but there was so much talk about these teams against teams with winning records. The Pirates were 6-3 and three against teams with a winning record, and uh, the Rays are 6-4 and four against teams with a winning record. The Rays get it done this evening. Interesting series. Yeah, and it's funny because uh, I did wager talk today with Teddy Covers earlier on Tuesday, and uh, Dave Sherapen's on every Tuesday with us, and he was wearing his Tampa Bay Buccaneer creamsicle hat and jersey, and I thought it's because the season win totals had just come out, and he said in Dave Sherapen logic that it's because the Bucks, the Pirates, a.k.a. the Bucks, were playing in Tampa tonight. So we're like, okay, and we're doing this at 12.30 Eastern, and there still was not a line at most sports books on the game because Pittsburgh starter was undecided. Um, I did find one at FanDuel, actually, as we were doing the show live around 12.30 Eastern. It was minus 190, take back plus 160, $0.30 spread. Um, But they closed around minus 160, so it did come back down. Dave thought the line should be a lot lower. Teddy thought it should be a little bit lower. Uh, But like you said, Tampa got it done. And the question Dave would not answer, maybe you can get it out of him on SportsGrid this week, is are the Bucks for real? And Dave would not answer that one. I think yes and no. And I'm kicking myself because I did dig into the season win totals, and I thought that Pittsburgh – over 75 and a half was doable. Mm-hmm. But at the same point in time, Steve, I mean, this thing is a marathon, not a sprint. And I remember, I don't know, maybe it was five years ago, three years ago, whatever. And it was the same thing. It was actually the Pittsburgh Pirates. And they were pretty good. They were hanging around in a division and stuff. They weren't in first place. But there's different levels to this, right? The first month doesn't really mean much. You start to take things a little bit more seriously. I had the opportunity to hang around Frank Robinson. You know, the great uh, Frank Robinson, may he rest in peace. Uh, when he was managing the Expos, and I asked him about, like, the first month, a month and a half, about, like, guys on the team struggling. And he said, it doesn't really doesn't really count and matter until June 1st. And then, so I guess with Pittsburgh, I think they're, I think they're good, but I don't think by the end of September that they're going to be around, Steve, in my opinion. Yeah, that's just kind of how I feel. And that whole division is so weak. You know, you look at the two centrals the last couple of years, most teams have been below 500, and right now the AL Central – only one team is above 500, Minnesota. Uh, the NL Central, you have uh, three teams. The Cubs are just one game up. And you got Milwaukee still, who's probably the team to beat. Um, the surprise, of the maybe a bigger surprise, Gabe, is that the Cardinals are 10 and 20, not that the Pirates are 20 and yeah, 10. Yeah, yeah, um, That's a team that's really fallen in that division. Well, that's the thing with this division. I agree with you. It's almost like the Brewers by default. I'm not trying to dismiss the Pirates, but let me ask you, because you and I always talk about speeding bullets and falling knives, per se. Between the Rays and the Pirates... I like the Rays. I think they're the better baseball team, and I think it's more sustainable for them. I think it's not fluky, but okay, the Pirates got off to a hot start, and obviously the Rays aren't going to play at this rate all the way through, but I do believe the Rays can play like at a 60% rate, right? Win 60% of their games from here on out, and they're going to end up with a stupid, crazy record with a ton of amount of wins, and I think the Pirates actually, Steve, are a fade team. I mean, at some point, aren't we going to wait to bet against this Pittsburgh Pirate team? Is it the bubble going to burst? Yeah, just look at the run differential. The Rays are plus 106 runs right now. To put that in perspective, only one other team is plus 25 or plus 29 or better in the American League. The Texas Rangers are actually plus 72, the second best in all of baseball. But the Pirates are only plus 45, even though they had the second best record overall coming in tonight. So it is a little misleading. And the Rangers are only 17 and 11. They should be 20 and 8 with plus 72. And they were, of course, as you know, gave a real play on team for me this year. Uh, just with the uh, the shift rule gone, that strong left-handed hitting lineup, good stolen base team, a lot of close losses last year. So Texas, um, I think, is the real deal. I do think Pittsburgh will fade, but you got to wonder. You know, Pittsburgh's kind of reminded me a little bit of the Orioles last year, right? Everyone kept waiting for them to fade, and they never did. And now look, Baltimore 20-9 and nine on the season so far. Yeah, They're Baltimore's hot Baltimore again. <laughs> right. Baltimore's Baltimore again. You're right. As far as Pittsburgh is concerned, I think we'll find out a lot about them. Like you said, I'm not taking anything away from them. I like them coming into the year. And don't forget, too, they lost O'Neill Cruz. They, 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 they had an injury uh, as well to their, like one of their star players. Um, but without being stated, they've only played nine games against teams with a winning record before right. tonight. And, okay, they lost the game tonight. And um, 
and then we go at it again for another two. And then, Steve, they have a three three game set against the Toronto Blue Jays. I think we'll learn a little bit more about the Pittsburgh Pirates over their next five, six games, the, the next two series. Would you agree with that? Yes, it's such an excellent point, Gabe. I was going to say the same thing. They've only played 10 games this year against winning teams out of 30, and they're six and four in those games. Uh, you look at the Orioles, they're six and six against winning teams, they're 14 and three against losing teams. The Rays, seven and four against winning teams, 17 and two against losing teams. Now, granted, some of that's a little misleading because when you're beating teams in a three game series, you're making them losing teams early in the season. Um, but you're right. I think schedule strength is something important to look at early in the season. It gets overlooked. Kansas City Royals, seven and 23 coming in tonight, five and 22 against winning teams. They've actually gone two and one against losing teams. They've only played three of them all season. Is there another team you want to talk about as far as you think are about to to play on or play against? Well, Texas was a play on coming in. My other play on team was in the National League was the Miami Marlins, and they're off to a 16 and 14 start, uh, a respectable start there. Um, but their expected one loss should be 10 and 20, minus 41 runs. So that's the one I'm really conflicted on because they were a play on team for me, yet they really should be a losing team right now. If you look, they've at the won game. a lot of one run games, right? I think they've they won 10 one run games this year, which is it's hard to sustain, isn't that? Like over the long haul. Yeah, but remember, Gabe, last year, one of the reasons we liked them coming in is because I know, they I know. had so many close losses <laughs> like the Rangers, right? So isn't it crazy how that stuff Yeah, but the weird out? deal now with the Marlins is they never win when Alcantara pitches anymore. Right. Yeah, Cy Young winner, basically, and they've been weaker with them on the mound. And uh, by the way, uh, they're 10-0 and this year in one-run games. 10-0, and and I think they lost. I have to pull it up. I think they were like 15-35 and 35 last year. That might have been the Rangers. Rangers, by the way, just one and three in one-run games, and they're still in first place. So I think Texas still has a lot of upside. Steve Merrill kicking it with us uh, right now. I am Gabe Morancy. Steve, another New York Yankee game goes under the number. You want to talk about a big-time trend right now, 20-10-1 to the under on the season. Yeah, and I actually used it as the free play yesterday on Monday. I did the Wager Talk TV uh, baseball show. They couldn't score, Steve, when they had Stanton and Judge, right? They can't score. Correct. They, they, They have nothing. And that's exactly why it keeps to work. You know, the, the betting markets are pretty efficient long-term, right? Just like the stock market, like everything gets priced in. But in the short term, they can be inefficient. And where you get inefficiencies are when teams are a lot better or worse than they've been. A team like the Pirates, a lot better than they've been, right? The Yankees are still yeah, priced yeah, as yeah, a big-name yeah. team, but they've got like a minor league lineup right now. And I mentioned this yesterday. They've only had one or two games, I think, over the last month in which they've had more than eight hits. Only twice in like the last 18 games they've had more than eight hits. They live by the long ball. They're not a good offensive team otherwise. Steve, a team that I think is uh, starting to play on, and I've been playing them throughout the week right now, are the Los Angeles Dodgers. They kind of got off to a middling start, you know, playing five, win one, lose one, lose one, win one. We were waiting for the Dodgers and the buy sign for them to go on a little bit of a streak, and I think it's about to happen right now. I think the demise of the Dodgers is a little bit premature, and I think they're about to rack up a bunch of wins over the next couple of weeks. I totally agree. You know, once again, that the Dodgers were to falter like the Yankees, you would get value all year playing against them. But this is a team that won 111 games last year, and their expected one loss record was actually higher than that based on run differential. They're a really good team still, and you do kind of feel like they've underachieved just kind of going through the motions. Uh, I think they're going to wake up at some point and make a nice little run. New York Mets game gets postponed again. Um, they already played a doubleheader earlier in the week. Now they got to play another doubleheader, Steve, something to keep your eye on for betting purposes. Yeah, and of course, you know, the pitching rotations and the bullpens get messed up when teams play a lot of games in a few days. So it's something to keep an eye on. Might find some over uh, advantages with the over in some of those games. Steve Merrill uh, kicking it with us. I am uh, Gabriel Morenci. All right, we'll get into we'll get into the NBA on the other side uh, with Steve. But you know what these new rules mean? Steve's wondered coming into the year what would happen as far as the totals. But like Steve said, everything is is written into the number. And coming into tonight, guys, as far as totals are concerned, uh, we had 211 overs and 210 unders. Right? Wow. 50.1% to 49.9. So, hey, the odds makers aren't always right, Steve, but we're going to tip our cap to them for getting it right when you've got those type of numbers. And it's that even. More with Steve Merrill on the other side. This is Fortrain. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and... 
producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Is America's primary system working? Is the Electoral College still the best process for electing a president? Could a third-party candidate ever be successful? In a new season of You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen gather the country's top experts to explore these issues and more as we approach the 2024 presidential election. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available now wherever you get your podcasts. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. The late night anger management class. This is Sports Rage. I am Renzi. The pimps, the players, the hustlers, the people, the bust up, and everybody else in between, including Steve Merrill. Kick it with us. All right. We talk Major League Baseball. Let's talk NBA basketball. We talked NBA hoops with Frank Schwab from Yahoo Sports earlier. And Steve, uh, Frank is in Denver, Colorado. And we were talking about just how disrespected and under undervalued the Denver Nuggets are in the big picture, right? The national mainstream media really don't talk about them. They're not on TV that much. You hear about Jokic, but you don't really know anybody else on their team, or at least the common fan uh, doesn't. It gets brainwashed by the constant mainstream hype all the time. But they're a damn good basketball team, and they're in complete control of this series right now. And now Chris Paul is hurt. But we're in the classic double zigzag spot here with the Phoenix Suns. And you know, I get the feeling that as long as KD and Booker play, they find a way to win this basketball game on Friday night, Steve. But I think they're in big trouble as the series goes on. Yeah, I stayed off game two. I was, you know, very tempted to use Phoenix in game two because it was a, you know, quality class A team off a double digit loss, bounce back spot. It's all the stuff we look for. You know, we talk about the modified zigzag. But I just, like you said, Gabe, something about Denver, and you and I talked about this a few weeks ago when the playoffs started. Best record in the West, fourth best record in the league this year, yet they were the only the third favorite in their own conference as the one seed behind Phoenix, a four seed, and behind Golden State, a six seed that barely got out of that first round against Sacramento. Um, with that said, though, you know, Phoenix, if they'd had this full lineup, would have been a class A team, very well might have been the one seed. But at some point, Phoenix has to start playing like that, right? It's all kind of theory still. They lose game one to the Clippers. Um, I know they, they end didn't up look the very game. good against the Clippers. Well, that's team, the thing. Steve. You know, they win four to one, but it was an ugly four to one series. They were trailing on a lot of those games. Um, and that was a very weak Clipper team, as you know, without Kawhi and without Paul George at times. So, um, yeah, I stayed off it. And luckily I did, because even though it looked like a good bounce back spot, Denver got it done. Now, like you said, historically, this game three home, home teams down 0-2. you know, it's money in the bank. Odds makers opened at minus five. It's now down to three and a half. A lot of that has to do with the Chris Paul uncertainty. But here we go, Gabe. First half line, minus three, full game, minus three and a half. We're almost getting to that situation again. <laughs> it's amazing, isn't it? The same number. It might end up being more, Steve. The first half might end up being more. Yeah. And people are going to attack this. This is the game. Like, this is the game that Phoenix needs. I think they're up against it. So let, let me ask you, Steve. So what's your lean right now as far as this game is concerned? Because even though I think Denver wins the series, I do think Phoenix do win on Friday night. Yeah, one of the other reasons I stayed off Phoenix in game two is because you always have a preferred side in every series, right? And Denver is my preferred side in this series. I had a strong best bet on them Saturday in game one. So I'm looking to play the Nuggets off the loss, not the Suns. But historically speaking, this is a very good spot for the home team. Um, I have to wait and see Chris Paul's situation. But hey, look, as you know, man, these shorthanded teams are almost better plays. You take the discounted point spread and you play them. Look at uh, Embiid last night, misses for Philadelphia. They went outright as a nine-point dog. Jimmy Butler's out. The line goes from six to ten. Miami only loses by six tonight. So, yeah, who knows? Maybe we're better off getting three, three and a half without Chris Paul instead of minus five and a half. Well, let me ask you because I think a lot of people are going to run to the window, and I'm I'm assuming this because I look at the number. Here are the Boston Celtics laying double digits against Steve, ten points. Here they are, ten ten point favorites against the Philadelphia 76ers, and 
I I brought up a fact, Steve. I don't know if you heard about this and saw it, but the Boston Celtics, Steve, have now lost nine games as double-digit favorites. Yeah. It's the most by any team in the NBA since 1990 and 91. Not a team that, you know, you can trust laying double digits. And what have we seen? You and I talked about it actually throughout the year as well. This Celtic team has had a bad habit of blowing leads and letting teams back in games, not having the killer instinct, and they paid the price once again for it. No question about it. They're up by seven after the first quarter last night. And I'd mentioned actually doing the NBA show on Monday on Wager Talk that, you know, the best situation would be if Boston's up double digits at any point, especially the second half, just play the end game on Philadelphia. And obviously Philly cut that lead a lot earlier than that. But yeah, the Celtics burnt me a couple times in the regular season up double digits. And of course they did it in game five against Atlanta, up 13 as a 13 point favorite and lost outright. Atlanta had like less than a 2% chance of winning that game. True odds end game. Um, they still did it. So, yeah, for some reason, Boston does this. Yet, I still think they're the best team remaining in the NBA playoffs. Uh, <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. I know, and you knew I was – but the thing is, Gabe, look at him game four. Out but we heard this last year, too, and they didn't win, right? Their metrics and all that type of stuff. Correct. They were, yeah, right, and they were favored in the finals against the Warriors. But look at them in game four against Atlanta in game six. They stepped up one and covered both of those off the loss in the last round. But the problem, though, is that – Philadelphia is a very good team. They're catching 10 points, like you said, you know. So against Atlanta, it was like six, six and a half. You know, it was a lot different. Although Harden had 45 in game one, he took over that game. Um, you got to imagine they could somewhat hold him in check here. It's going to be a different story. Steve Merrill kicking it with us. All right, uh, Steve. So there was no Jimmy Butler tonight for the New York Knicks, as you alluded, then um, and in the Miami Heat game. But the Heat still ended up covering the closing number in this game and it was a close game scott foster missed uh, what a shock that scott foster missed the blade i mean this guy can't even tell if the damn ball hit the, the freaking rim or not uh, he's supposedly the best ref in, in the league it's a joke but you know listen the heat stole game one steve and they, you know being a new york team here they're off until saturday now which is pretty crazy so i you know i'm not surprised that the miami heat decided to rest jimmy butler you know, it's all about speculative market, Steve, as you talk about a stock market and gambling and a gaming market. But I'm willing, listen, I'm willing to bet that Jimmy Butler plays, bro, on Saturday. I mean, he was he's, he's posted pictures on Instagram of him walking around in Manhattan. Um, he looked fine on the bench today. I think it was a precautionary. It wasn't a game seven or anything. They got game one. I'm expecting Jimmy Butler to play on Saturday. As it is right now, the Heat are three-point favorites. Yeah, by the way, one thing I forgot to mention, that Philly game, I think they were like plus seven three-pointers made. That's like plus 21 points. Uh, Miami was plus six in game one. That was 18-point advantage from three-point range. They only won by seven. Um, we talk about that a lot in the NCAA tournament. The NBA has more three-pointers than ever in history. Um, so it is something to keep an eye on. I think the three-point disparity is the new zigzag that we can apply. Um, yet tonight, Miami once again outshot New York from the three-point line, made an extra three, still lost by six. But I, I like what you're saying. I think the fact that Miami stole game one as the road dog is why Butler did not play tonight um, because they knew they were going to have another three days of rest. He basically got five days of rest now to play game three, tied 1-1, and theoretically Miami still has home court now. One thing people will talk about a lot too, Steve, and, and it's going to be factual. I don't know if it matters, though, to be honest, but New York Knicks fan will take this building over. There's a ton of New Yorkers in Miami and in Florida as it is, Steve. Unless they want to lay him out and do what the uh, the Florida Panthers have done, Steve, and ban Canadians. <laughs> the Florida Panthers, you need a U.S. address to uh, to purchase tickets for the Toronto Maple Leaf games um, in, in Sunrise, Florida. And we've seen teams do this before. The Rams did this to block people from San Francisco. You had to have a uh, Southern California address to get tickets. I think this is so stupid. And... Um, I'm, I'm amazed somebody hasn't been sued for this, Steve. It seems like it's discriminatory. I'm not a lawyer, but it seems like it's discriminatory to me. I'm surprised the leagues allow that. Well, I mean, how how empty? I don't follow the Panthers, but they're not going to fill that arena, are they? <laughs> well, it's, it's funny you ask that because they actually have the seventh worth attendance in the league. Right, so I they should probably they be could. happy no matter who buys the tickets. Yeah. I remember going to Capitals games when I cared back in the late 80s, early 90s. There is nothing worse than like when Pittsburgh would eliminate them every year and I'm there and there's 5,000 Penguin fans cheering. <laughs> it is a terrible thing. So I wish they'd banned Pennsylvania residents back in the day. But um, See, yeah, yeah it, it is awful. But then again, you know, that's so stupid if you're banning other fans. It's your own damn fault. You know, the analogy I'll use is like when a team's down by 30 or 40 in college football and the other team puts in all backups and they throw the ball. They get mad. They're running up the score. I've never understood that because, first of all, it's your job to stop the other team. And why should the backups get penalized? Because they're getting to play finally, right? So it's the same thing. Fill the arena with your own fans. You wouldn't have this problem. 
Yeah, and it doesn't work anyways because there's a secondary market. <laughs> so you can exactly. People probably get a better buy, price. Buy. They're going to get a better price probably on the secondary because they can't sell out. <laughs> people are get to buy tickets on StubHub. Anyways, listen, it gives people – I think they did it for 24 hours actually to give people a chance to buy tickets if they want. Uh, but, you know, it is ridiculous. It's funny because Vegas doesn't do that. Um, and the Edmonton Oilers are playing in Vegas, but Vegas said, no, anybody can buy tickets because Steve, you and I know Vegas is open for business, baby. <laughs> well, like you just where... said, anybody is going to get them on StubHub anyway. It almost sounds like a publicity stunt. We're talking yeah. about it, so I guess it works. Yeah, well, people are laughing at him. People, people, people are laughing at him. Um, people are laughing at him, that's why. Um, all right, uh, Steve, always, uh, always good. So Major League Baseball, you've got NBA going on right now. And uh, listen, we're all over the place. We're betting Stanley Cup playoffs, XFL championship weekend uh, this weekend. And it's not too late for you to jump on the um, the D.C. Defender bandwagon, Steve, as they're about to win the XFL championship. You can go to the parade. An XFL championship is coming to the district. I think there's nothing better than a defunct football town for the last 20 plus years. And then you get a startup team that comes in and wins it. I'm all, all I'm in favor. I'm rooting for DC just because I'd like rooting against the former Redskins. It really is like sticking it to Snyder, even though was, I know Snyder's on the way out, Steve at all the defender games, they've had a pretty good crowd. Like, you know, they're, they're getting like 15,000 a game, but like they're loud and hardcore. It's almost like a soccer, you know, they got chants going and stuff. And one of their big chants is F Dan Snyder. <laughs> F Dan. And people are literally there to drink beer and yell F Dan Snyder. And the irony of a team from DC winning, um, they're going to win. They're going to cover. They're going to roll. Uh, Steve Merrill, wagertalk.com. But uh, Steve, can't wait for college football. I was going to say on the way out of here that um, FanDuel's already posted numbers for all the big games in week one and everything. When the NFL football. season win totals went up today, Teddy covers and I talked about it on Wager Talk today. So I uh, invite people to watch that on YouTube as well. Uh, football's just around the corner. Yeah, I would talked about it last night on the show. The win totals. I want to see the uh, the schedule. It's right. I can't. I want to. I want to. I know which teams are playing who, but I want to see when, when and where, and what pattern, and just sort of get a feel for the schedule. But the one that jumped off the screen to me was actually the Green Bay Packers. Believe it or not. Seven and a like half wins. Seven and a half, right? And Thought the Jets are only like nine and a half to the over. The Jets are, you got to figure, got to get some over money. I think it was over minus 140 at the Westgate, obviously. They juiced it. But um, I'll tell you what jumped out to me, Gabe, was that four, only four teams were higher than nine and a half. I think only like one team was lower than seven and a half. That was the Texans are like five and a half. Basically, like every team is projected to win like seven to nine games, which is like one game up or down below 500. It's just incredible. Steve Merrill, wagertalk.com. Steve, always a pleasure. Thanks for the time. Thanks, man. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. You might be right. It's simple, but something you almost never hear in politics today, with each side more concerned about scoring political points than solving problems. I'm Bill Haslam, a Republican. And I'm Phil Bredesen, a Democrat. We're former Tennessee governors, and we invite you to listen to our podcast, You Might Be Right. Join us and guests like Al Gore, Paul Ryan, Judy Woodruff, as we take on important issues facing our country. Listen and subscribe to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling.
Thanks to Steve Merrill for kicking it with us. The late night anger match. class continues. This is Sports Rage. I am Gabriel Morenci. Sirius XM Channel 159, Sports Grid Radio Networks. Uh, we pick up the pieces and unpack another wild night of gaming action, playoff action, historic action, great stuff. Anthony Davis goes off uh, this evening. It was reported after the game that LeBron James and Anthony Davis are the first teammates with uh, 2010 five and three blocks in the same playoff game since blocks were first tracked in 1973 and 1974. So in other words, how many blocks did Wilt Chamberlain have? Who knows? Um, it's like they didn't count sacks before. How crazy is that? They didn't. They didn't start counting sacks right until what, like eighty or something like that? Eighty one, nineteen eighty, seventy nine, something like that. As far as sacks are concerned in the NFL, but but um, there was a scoring change and they took an assist away from LeBron James. I got to tell you, I bet LeBron James over five and a half <laughs> assists and we didn't win. We won. We, we we hit our other props. We hit the Vanderbilt uh, rebound prop over five and a half. We hit Steph Curry over four and a half three point shots. We hit Anthony Davis and the the same game parlay over blocks, and uh, and the Lakers plus the points. But I, I'd be pretty upset. That's a real Scrooge job. But the sports book would have already paid you, right? With the scoring error after I don't know. Maybe they would have taken your money back depending on the book. But imagine if you bet the over five and a half, he gets six. And then after they take it away, it would depend on the sports book. Although modern sports books are much nicer than sports books used to be. I can tell you that like point blank. Like, and it's funny because the modern sports better complains so much about everything. Like the modern sports better, like if they bet on a prop or a player and a player gets hurt, like in the first minute of the game, they expect their money back. Oh, the book should give you your money back. It's like, why? If he didn't get hurt and he won, would you tell them, no, you get to keep the money? <laughs> But there's so much competition among these sports books now that none of them want to upset their customers. They're like they'll they'll bend over backwards. Not all of them, but most of them, right? The the newer ones, the ones that spend like five hundred million dollars a month advertising and stuff, right? Like they they they're they're all about customer retention, and that's why they do it. Hey, we'll refund everybody that bet on Mitch Trubisky to win the MVP. It's like why. You have to be a stupid idiot to bet on Mitch Trubisky to win the MVP. Like, I remember they did that a couple of years ago. Uh, people bet, and they at the end, we're going to refund everybody to bet. It's like, you should refund somebody that got screwed over by Scott Foster. <laughs> you should refund somebody that lost by half a point if you really want to be nice to someone and say, you know what, that was a really bad beat. We're going to refund you. There was a bad call at the end of the game. Right, they want to do that, all right, but they do these stupid things for publicity, really, right? And it's customer retention, so they refund. But I'm telling you, in the old days, sports books would laugh at you refund. Except I can't, um, I can't deny I did talk my way out of a cricket bet once. We've told the story before, but it was for thousands of dollars. This was like this is a long time ago. We were on the air, so it was probably, but it was early days. So it's literally like, you know, like 20 years ago type of thing. And I bet we had, I had an account, me and this dude. We had our own, we had our own accounts and stuff. We had our own accounts, but uh, me and this dude had a, a shared account for fun. In which, you know what I mean? We just sort of put crazy bets in. We'd have a couple of drinks and put crazy bets in. And we put like a $2,300 bet in on a cricket match. And I didn't really know much about it. You know what I'm saying? I knew that it was like long. <laughs> like, right, like, But I didn't fully like grasp like cricket, right? I'll be honest with you. With like enough to bet on it. So we bet on it. And it was like four or five in the morning. It was like in Pakistan or something. I think it was India and Pakistan. Big rivalry. And... um it was like at 5 in the morning, type 4 or 5 in the morning. And I remember I stayed up, but I hit the wall because the thing was going on forever. It's a cricket match. And it was raining. And um, so I don't know. I don't know about cricket. So it's raining. They're playing cricket. And they're talking about, well, you know, they might have to shut it down and stuff because it's raining. And you just figure it would be a delay. But when I went to bed, it was like 6 in the morning or something. And it was like, you know, 280 wickets to nothing. 
But I've come to learn that that doesn't really mean you're going to win, right? But it looks impressive when you see. You're like, oh, my God, the team we have has 284 and the other team has four, right, or something, right? Like, and you're like, man, we're doing pretty well here. But imagine, like, baseball. Um, you know, like, each team gets nine at-bats. But the way they do it, it's sort of like it's a lot like baseball cricket. I mean, you got a bat, you got a ball, you got people trying to catch the ball, you got dudes running, you know what I mean? It's, it's very baseball-like. It's similar in a sense, but the thing is, they bat like nine times in a row. I don't know if it's nine exactly, but you know what I'm saying? So, like, they don't, you don't rotate. It's like, all right, one team bats like 20 times in a row or whatever, and then the other team bats, and then that's the game. They go back your turn, and then my turn, and then that's that. So, we bet like 2200 bucks. I'm all happy. I'm pretty drunk and stuff, and I'm like, yeah, this is great. We're about to get like $4,000 back on this cricket match. I wake up and I see the account and it's graded as a loss. And I'm like, what the hell? And the internet wasn't everywhere in these days. Like it was, but like, you know what I mean? It wasn't and it was, it was just sort of new. So I was like, man, this is unbelievable. So I think I went to like a, one of those like internet shops. I walked into like one of these cafes and I, I start punching in like the team names and stuff. And I'm like, what the hell happened? And I see they didn't even play and they stopped the match. Because it was raining too hard. So the other team never even batted. So I, you know what? I, I called the book and I'm like, listen, I'm not one of these people that cries about a lost bet. All right. And, and I told them, I said, look, look up my history. And I said, I've been betting with you. And it's like 20 years ago. And I said, at that time, it was like 15 years or something. I said, look at my history and look how many times I've called to complain about a losing bet and demanded money back. And I said, I've never done this. But I said, I just want to ask you, and I was kind of polite. I said, I just want to ask you, like, how the hell is it that I lost a game that wasn't played? And on top of that, I was winning like 280 to nothing. And they said, well, because of the tablet, sir. And I said, the tablet? What, what are you talking about, a tablet? And get this, in cricket, I don't know if you know this, Matthias, be, be aware if you bet on cricket. In cricket, if if it's called by rain or inclement weather or something, and the match has already started, they don't, like, delay it. Like, they don't, like, replay it. They go to a formula. So imagine, like, baseball. It's very comparable to baseball. So imagine baseball if they played a baseball game and they played six innings. Right, and we all know, right? You get paid after five innings in a rain out, right? In a rain game. So let's imagine it's six innings in, and your your team is winning like six to three or something. Except, not only do you not get paid, you lost the game, even though the final score was six three. Like, you wouldn't you have a problem with that? Of course you would, right? You'd be like, this doesn't make sense. Like, how the hell could I lose when I was ahead, but the other team didn't even come back and win? And they didn't even finish the game. I said, how do they, this doesn't like this, right? And I wasn't too happy. And I, I said, please explain this to me. How the hell I lost? And they told me about the tablet and these son of a bitches. It's true. They do it. They weren't lying to me. Is that, um, so if it's imagine after like a baseball game, it's six innings and it's like six, three, but the team that's in it, they don't play cancel the game for the rest of the night. The team that's up 6-3 doesn't win. What they do is they go to a formula and they go to whatever the averages of each batter is. So imagine they say, well, you know, Vladimir Guerrero Jr., his average is 2, like 92, and Bo Bichette's average is 371, and they add up and they make the score up according to what the averages would actually, what the projection of their score would be, and that's called the tablet. And I said, this is the most stupid effing, like, that and I started getting mad. I was like, this is, like, complete garbage. I said, you're telling me that you're going to take my $2,000 over a tablet score? A tablet? And, um, you know, they told me, hold on, sir. And, and I was on the phone for, like, an hour. I was on a pay phone, too, old school. I was on, like, a, I remember, I remember like drinking a beer in the morning. I was like, what the hell? I'm, like, on the phone with him. I'm like, what the hell? Like, and on and on. And they, they, I, I got passed up the chain and all this. And then finally I got some, like, you know, I got some, you know, I think it was a lady. It was a woman that came on. And she said, listen. She said, listen, sir. And uh, she was very direct and forceful about it. She said, listen, sir. 
She goes, we looked at your account. We see that, you know, you're right. You're not a trouble. She basically said, I'm not a trouble customer, and I haven't, like, complained uh, a lot about, like, demanding money back and blah, blah. And she explained to me what the tablet was again because I didn't believe it. I said, you guys are making this up, this tablet stuff, right? I said, I trust you, but I don't believe this tablet stuff. I said, this doesn't make sense to me. And uh, they told me, well, read the fine print next time you bet cricket. And they actually refunded the money. And for the record, it was Bet365, but it was years ago. I think they were Bowman still. It wasn't Bet365. Yet. I think it was still Bowman's. And um, they told me, they said at the end, they said, uh, they said, this is the last time we're ever doing this for you for any sport. They said, next time you bet a sport, don't call and complain about the rules. And she sort of laughed. And she goes, have a good day. And she goes, maybe you should stay away from betting on cricket. And anyone that's been listening to my show for 21 years knows I got so mad about this, and I was so, like, confused and baffled by this stupid tablet formula that I actually tracked the guy down. Um, and shout out to Aaron Bronstetter, who now is a big uh, MMA uh, guy and, uh, and reporter. He used to be uh, one of our producers. We tracked down the guy that, um, that created the tablet. He's a professor at Oxford University in England, no joke. And I had him on Sports Rage, and I told him point blank. I said, your tablet sucks. I said, it's stupid. <laughs> like, like, I basically, I was polite, but I basically, I told him my story about betting, and he thought it was funny and stuff. And I said, I don't think it's funny. And I said, I said, I don't understand how you guys, like, could come up with this and accept this, that this is a final score out of a freaking model projection. Like, imagine, like, you see, like, a fantasy football, when you play fantasy football, and it says, like, projected points. Like, that's why we're, like, we're going on projected points. Just because somebody, like, bats 500 or, like, 480 or something doesn't mean a guy's going to hit a home run when he comes up. So you've been warned about the tablet. It's true. We had the professor on. He had a good laugh about it. I've bet cricket a few times, and I know every time I bet cricket that I can't get my money back <laughs> and whatever happens. And I'm not going to lie. I bet on cricket sometimes, and I'm like, I thought it was, like, one of those, like, you know, I thought it was one of those, like, six-hour matches, not, like, the three-day match. You know, cricket, they take a tea break. They don't really drink tea, though, but they do call it a tea break. Like, it's like, like you know what I mean? They say, all right, we're going to intermission. They actually do say we're going to a tea break. But I actually was like, what, do they actually drink tea? It's like, nah, they don't drink tea. My favorite uh, cricket team. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Is America's primary system working? Is the Electoral College still the best process for electing a president? Could a third-party candidate ever be successful? In a new season of You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen gather the country's top experts to explore these issues and more as we approach the 2024 presidential election. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available now wherever you get your podcasts. The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Isn't there an American Cricket League coming? 
like pro cricket league. I'm telling you, cricket is like seriously massive. It's not for everybody, it's long, right? Like I said, I don't know, like they got test matches. They got matches that are like five hours, six hours. They got ones that are like three days and stuff, like seriously. Like they'll play for like eight hours and they'll pack up shop. And it's sort of like, all right, just leave everyone where you are and we'll be back tomorrow. And they resume, it's like golf. Like, you know what I mean? Like they'll play for like three days and stuff. It's like, and you gotta be careful betting. It'll say like test match, this match. Like, it, I, I don't pretend to know, but what I do know is um, like cricket is seriously big, man. You know, like if we think about fantasy football, cricket fantasy. It's the biggest. Um, it's the biggest in the world. Here, how many? How let me see. Let me punch this in. How many people in world play fantasy cricket? I'm telling you, dude, it's like, it's seriously insane. It's like two billion type thing, right? Like in between India and Pakistan and, and you throw in England and South Africa and Australia and all these countries, like it's like after soccer, it's like, it's right up there. It's like the biggest sport in the world. I think there's a market for it here too, that I think people could cash in because you could bet on it. It's for the patient better. It's for the patient better, not the better that wants to bet on who's going to score the first basket of the game. <laughs> Matthias, I wanted to get to UFC 289. We'll do it tomorrow. As uh, you know, what though? There's it. Uh, the, the card has been shaken up. I don't know about you. I didn't. I look. I've been looking for odds, and I haven't seen any updated odds. Aldana, so um, Pena's out. Aldana is in, and it's actually it could be a more intriguing fight. It's an interesting card. UFC 289, June 10th, Vancouver. We're just 180 minutes of sports. We're done. Other than that, you're on your own. Later. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Is America's primary system working? Is the Electoral College still the best process for electing a president? Could a third-party candidate ever be successful? In a new season of You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen gather the country's top experts to explore these issues and more as we approach the 2024 presidential election. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available now wherever you get your podcasts.